The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ocho here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and back again on Tuesday with a special segment from our morning show on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. Myself, RJ Ocho, obviously, and my co host, Rob Thompson. I do want to offer a disclaimer as it is Tuesday. There was no Blog and the Boys roundtable this particular Tuesday. Look, we're just kind of letting things breathe for a bit. Don't worry. You know, we don't miss Tuesdays really ever. I don't even know the last time that we missed one, but apologies if you were looking for it. It did not drop, so we moved this into the spot that we normally drop the roundtable in. Um, like I said, we're still working on a regular name for this, uh, but for now, enjoy myself and Rob Thompson on Tuesday morning talking about how the Dallas Cowboys may need to just go all in, and we define what that means uh, with regards to the 2024 season. Thanks so much, everybody. Love you all. It's looking more and more apparent. <laughs> I, I keep acting like there's a possibility that it won't be, but it, this is where we're going. That it's going to be complete run it back. With one exception, uh, we'll have at the very least one guy uh, with a contract that will expire. And we uh, and it's very likely. Well, no, it's not likely, but it's possible, I guess, that uh, Cowboys might just decide to let uh, Dak have a prove-it year one more time. I mean, it only costs you about 20 extra million a year, but you know. Who's counting? If he has a great one. But if they're not active in the free agency market, what does that tell you? If, if they're not going to go out and give us uh, some silver instead of us uh, offering them some lead, uh, what does that tell? Where are we going? So I wrote about this. It'll come out later today at blogontheboys.com. Um, I piggybacked off of something that Jason Fitzgerald wrote on Monday. And who is Jason Fitzgerald? If there is one person in the world who knows anything about the NFL salary cap, it is Jason Fitzgerald. Literally Thank you for, yeah. I'm very uh, aware. I just want everybody else to know. that the, Yeah, literally, the literally wrote a book. Your guru. Uh, some, I some think we've actually here. had him on our show. Yeah, I mean, he, he makes the rounds. I don't know where his book is. I know I have it. But anyway, um, wrote a book, understands it, runsoverthecap.com, which is the preeminent uh, a word you taught me resource for NFL salary mm-hmm. cap information and understanding. Um, and every now and then there's a situation in the NFL that kind of, you know, merits particular discussion, and he'll he'll pen something usually. Right. And so the Dak Prescott situation is is of that variety. And he wrote something and, and kind of presented 
you know, the argument for each option. Can you cut Dak? Can you write it out? You know, whatever. And, you know, he's a Jets fan. I think that's an important <laughs> lens to look at all this through. So um, he said what he would do is, you know, not sign Dak to an extension now. But he notes that if you believe, and this all comes down to each person, right, you know, your favorite flavor of ice cream, so to speak. If you believe, Rob, that Dak is the future, you want him as the, the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys for 2025 and beyond, then you got to get this done ASAP, right? Like, you, you have to get this done ASAP because you need to benefit from the relief that the extension Okay, I want you to stop right there. Cut. I think yeah. as we head in the direction we're going, I think we have to have certain periods in the sentence to ask questions. So right, right now my question is, as where we're going, what do you think the percentage is of Cowboy fans right now that believe Dak will be, no, the better question is, should be the quarterback of the Cowboys in 24-25, uh, a year from now? I think it's a moving target, but I think it's probably somewhere between 45 and 55. So you think there's over 50% of the Cowboy fans right now believe Dak should be, deserves to be? To, you have to separate that question, though. In error. You have to include reality with that. Yes, I yes, think, I agree, I think, and that's where I'm going. I just want to ask you that question first. Is it? Is it? What's the? Is it above fifty? Are we doing a preponderance here? And how much does the fandom reflect toward Frisco and the the, the decider in, in Jerry and Steven? I think I speak for a lot of people in saying I believe in Dak Prescott's capabilities as a viable starting quarterback in the NFL in 2025 and beyond. But you also have to reckon with the reality of the situation that the Dallas Cowboys are facing. And not just, like, team success, but where their head coach is at. Like, they mm -hmm. are on the border of a potential reset. So you cannot do that. You can't have one foot. You can't hokey-pokey this. You know what I mean? You can't right. have one foot in different camps. And so, so you, ha you have to be willing to say that you it might be time in an overall landscape to disconnect next year. And you have to... I think maintain that option and that okay. So that, okay. So if they if they're not active in free agency and they're going with uh, uh, what's the guy's name again? I want to make sure we give it give it credit. Jason Fitzgerald with Fitzgerald's premise that you know letting this play this thing play out might not be as bad a financial sense as a lot of people are saying. And, well, and his the, ar his argument is actually to go all in in free agency. His argument is that. If, if you just sit back and do nothing, you're actually getting the worst of both Right, right. Worlds so if, if they decide, okay, we're going to let Dak play it out, the the only thing we can do then is to really go all in and give him every possible weapon, knowing full well that we're going to burn this house down or we're going to burn this field at the end of this season. Like this field is not going to be plantable for about a year, and we're going to burn it all down. And that might yeah, involve I, losing Dak and maybe somebody else along the way, considering where we're headed. So I think that the cons to that idea are cons that a lot of people are willing to live with. So no um, Dak and no Bland kind of right, stuff. Or but, no Dak and no, pff, we lose a tackle. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure, so, not worst case, but pretty bad case so, scenario. One of the worst cases is that Dak walks for nothing. Just because he's a franchise quarterback, you could conceivably get something for him on the open market or yeah, against yeah, yeah. A, a, in a bidder's market. But, you know, if, if you don't do an extension because he has a no-tag clause next year, you risk him walking for nothing. That would stink, but again, maybe you're willing to reckon with that reality. I am. So, so okay, so what you one line of thought, and, and again, Jason outlines this, and I included it in, in what I wrote, um, is instead of extending deck, you just do some sort of restructure. You just wave Another your magic year. pen over it. Yeah, and, and you, you assign some, some cap 
you know, percentages make it, to the future. Are yeah, you talking about making him a tradable commodity for with another year? Uh, a salary no, that's you, easily moved? No, 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 no. no? You, you're just you're lowering his cap number for this year. That's all you're doing. You're, you're just pushing some. You're kicking some of that down the road, and you'll have to eat that eventually. But it won't be a significant like weight that you're holding in 2025 and beyond. You just do it in an effort to you know to gain some salary cap space right now because you need that salary cap space to go out and acquire right. other talent for this year. And so that is honestly my, because my question and, to you as you go further is: if you're going to make a deal, you have to have two agreeing parties. Why would Dak agree you, to that? You don't have to have Dak agree to restructure his deal. You have to have Dak agree to extend his deal, but restructuring his deal and, and you know, just kicking the can, the money stays the same. The money is his no matter what. You know what I'm saying? You're but just he has to agree the- on how you give it to him. You can't just no, decide, he- really? You can decide, like, okay, fact- instead of you giving it all today, I'm going to give it to you in three years? Well, Unilaterally? Generally, when you re- generally, when you restructure, you're actually giving money now. Well, yeah, but, but you're just you're changing the account. What if I don't want that? I mean, again, most NFL contracts – allow for restructures to happen at the team's disposal. That's why I didn't know it was at just the team's disposal. I thought it had to be agreed upon. And normally, I so, guess it would be. What the heck? 